sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. A mother's breastfeeding experience changes drastically over time, starting from her child's birth throughout the months of her baby's life. Today, we continue our conversation in our series called Breastfeeding Expectations. Over these 12 months, we will be following three new mothers along their breastfeeding journeys, learning how they cope with breastfeeding challenges and settle into a breastfeeding rhythm with their babies. This is The Boob Group, episode 31. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also a board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. At The Boob Group, we're your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding. Have you joined our Boob Group Club yet? This is an exclusive membership club available to all of our listeners. It gives you access to all of our archived episodes, written transcripts of the shows, plus a monthly newsletter with special giveaways, discounts, and much more. You can access all of this great information through the web or through our new Boob Group app. For more information, visit our website, theboobgroup.com, and click on the membership link at the top of the page. Now it's time for me to introduce our lovely moms who we'll be following for now the next seven months. Ladies, would you please introduce yourselves? Jennifer Oliver. I am 34 years old. I work for a nonprofit in arts education. I have two kids. Uh, Fiona is two and ten months, and Bryson is four months. And I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Annie Hall. I am 36 years old. I am a partner in an architecture firm. I am an architect. And my daughter, Ellie, is now five months old. Hi, I'm Cherry Christensen. I'm 31, and I work in consumer research. And I have one daughter. She is four months old, and her name is Callie. (coughs) Sound familiar? (coughs) If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. 
Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. We're going to kick off today's episode with some um, with a breastfeeding article I actually just found. Um, every couple months, I get the Journal of Human Lactation, and um, I just found that this was a really great article I wanted to highlight, and it's called Establishing an Online and Social Media Presence for Your IBCLC Practice, so International Board Certified uh, Lactation Consultant Practice. So the article is about how we have these dominant social media platforms, and the four ones they mentioned were Facebook, Twitter, blogging, as well as Pinterest, and saying that that's where moms are really hanging out right now. And so it was actually recommending for lactation consultants to have more of an online social media presence. So I would just wanted to kind of throw it out there to you. Um, do you guys use the web for finding breastfeeding information or parenting information? And um, do you find it helpful? So... Jen, you want to start us off? Do you do you look at the web ever? <laughs> I know you're not on Facebook all the time. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to think of. I, I um, occasion Facebook, but I have to say I use it a lot for my nonprofit work, for social networking in that way. Um, I do probably, if I'm looking for assistance or um, information, I probably search the web the most. And in which case, um, I think I just do a Google search uh, on a question like, um, overproduction or something like that and then I'll just filter through what comes out so I think that's probably where where I seek out the most information how about you Annie yeah I would say the same thing that I very minimally am on Facebook or any other type of um, social network itself but when I've had a question I've gone online and gone to your website actually oh, well, thank you my blog <laughs> and your blog um, and uh, but same thing I've had a question I type it in and then I search through people's answers and I've actually gone to the ones that you've suggested as well so okay cool how about you cherry i think maybe i'm the opposite because i use facebook for everything and I, d I do search online for things especially at the beginning when i was having all the issues with raynaud's and the vasospasms i did um because i had hadn't been able to find answers on facebook but i'm a part of so many different groups on facebook moms groups breastfeeding support groups and stuff like that that i've kind of um feel like that's sort of my go-to network of people um, maybe it's because I kind of established a little bit of a rapport with some of these people. Or they're not just like random strangers posting something on, on the internet. Um, so yes, I use Facebook um, a lot. I, I barely have time for it though. It's quick and easy on my phones. I definitely don't have time for Pinterest and Twitter and all of those other things, but um, Facebook's definitely helpful. Yeah, and I've noticed, especially just with the San Diego Breastfeeding Facebook page, my goodness, the, the amount of questions that are posted on there, some of them actually are looking for more clinical advice, and the moms will get on there and say, well, this is what you could do, but you really should see a lactation consultant. And then other things are just like, what are you doing at this stage? You're, my child's four months old. Um, they're not taking a bottle. What should I do? And then the moms just, they come out. There's the next thing you know, there's 20 comments with just all different ideas. And so I love the mom to mom interactions that are going on it. Um, and so, and even with our Facebook page for the boob group, um, we're getting a lot more questions, which is really cool because then we can ask the rest of our listeners what their ideas are as well. So it's not just expert advice, but mom to mom advice, which is often very expert as well. So, okay. Well, thanks for sharing your ideas, ladies, and we'll be right back. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. 
And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Today on The Boob Group, we're discussing what Annie, Jen, and Cherry's breastfeeding experiences have been like during their baby's fifth month. So ladies, for all of those mamas out there who have brand new babies who might be listening to us uh, talk about now what life is like with babies a little bit older, um, what is life like now for your babies in this fifth month in and how is how do you how would you compare it to what life was like when you first brought home your little ones? Annie, what do you think? I see you pondering over there. Yeah, I would I would say that now it's less about um, survival for her because I, I think in the beginning with a, being a brand new mom, it was is she alive? Is she going to be okay? Am I, am I, <laughs> is she going to die? Is she breathing? <laughs> how do I do this? Are my boobs okay? Am I going to breast? Uh, I'm going to create enough milk. And now it's um, a balance with work and life. So the transition is she's a little bit more um, uh, easier from the standpoint of, of uh, what I expect to happen. Um, and what's hard is the juggle. Yeah, between everything. Yeah. Between life in general, not just yes. taking care of your infant. Right. So now it's it's life's added back into it. And now, okay, how much is she drinking? And what am I pumping enough during the day? Um, that str- That's the struggle. Yeah. It's busy. It's, 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 it's hard to be a mom and especially working mom too. It's just busy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not done until I lay down. Right. And that's what every mom says. I lay down and I'm definitely (laughs) not done. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on with you, Jen? Yeah. I was just thinking about, um, I think breastfeeding is sort of very regular and very easy at this stage for me. Um, again, this is my second, so it started off a little bit easier, but but um, but he's just got more mass to him. So when I grab him and move him <laughs> around, it's like this cuddly little like I don't know. It's just it. There's they're so fragile at the beginning, and and it's you're you know you're being so cautious about how you hold their head and and how you breastfeed with them. And now I just kind of bounce him around and 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 use my shoulders and my elbows in ways that I probably <laughs> didn't at the beginning. He's actually here on the floor, so I, if I come in and out, it's because I'm looking over at him. Um, but it's it, he's getting a little bit more independent too, so he's playing on his own more right now. And um, the time between feedings feels like it's stretching out a little bit longer. Um, he is eating more in mass, um, and so and I'm actually not sure I'm quite producing enough. So this is kind of my question about I'm kind of looking forward to when I introduce solids because then I don't have to worry about the fact that I I'm not producing quite as much. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with my work pump situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it has a lot to do with my work mm-hmm. pump situation. So, um, so yeah, that's probably what we're experiencing the most right now. And he's just so um, happy and, I don't know, the word that comes to me all the time is he's so much easier mm-hmm. than my first. So this is just so, it's it feels fun right now. Cool. How about you, Cherry? I think that there are a lot of things that are easier and then a lot of things that are harder because there's continuously new things happening. And so just as you kind of get used to the rhythm of things, you know, in the first month or two, then something new happens. And um, and so definitely it's, I, and that's probably like for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to parenting. You know, but um, a couple, I don't know if this happened, um, but I think it's probably between the last show, but I put her down on the bed to run to the, to the bathroom and I came back and she wasn't where I had left her and she was on her stomach. And I was like... <gasps> 
what? Like, <laughs> when did that happen? And that was like the end of an era because all of a sudden my husband and I realized like we can no longer just leave the room for one minute because that like not even 10 seconds now she's rolling around. So, um, but I think breastfeeding's definitely gotten gotten easier. Um, and I think what's harder is that it's, I struggle to read her cues so much more now that she's so much more mobile, now that everything's going in her mouth all the time. That's not always hunger. Uh, but at the same time, I just feed her you know if I think it's been a while or if it looks like she might be hungry and usually she is so the one thing that hasn't changed though is um I, you know I know Jennifer's talking about the duration between feedings getting longer and I feel like I'm still nursing her around the clock and a couple times at night too yeah. so that kind of gets into my next question so um what does your breastfeeding routine look like now with your kids and I, obviously it looks a little bit different when you're at work and then when you're back at home so Cherry you're saying that um that, yeah. <laughs> that, that Callie's she, still eating a lot she's you know the the thing is she's she's always been kind of the speed nurser really efficient she's never really been on for very long um so it's hard to tell is she just nursing for a minute or two is she really taking in a couple ounces because she can do the same in the same amount of time and so it just depends but um I still feel like she you know we co-sleep and she wakes up a couple times at night and I can kind of roll her over and let her on without me waking up fully and without her waking up fully and I'm kind of getting to a point where I'm wondering is she really hungry or is she just stirring and now she wants my boobs for comfort um, but I have noticed that she's not as hungry in the morning so I think she's definitely you know getting nutrition at night because normally the first thing in the morning I knew I had to nurse her and now we, we don't have to do that right away so but it's still every every two to three hours I would say I think I probably still nurse her at least 10 times a day okay yeah how about you, Annie? Uh, you bring up a good point, Cherry, because I'm just noticing that Ellie's not so hungry the first thing in the morning, which is what has been the case, that she would wake up and just be, you know, ravenous, and now she's not, so that brings actually a really good point, so uh, maybe I should just stop feeding her in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because that's easy. <laughs> how, how often do you nurse her at night? <laughs> I say that, but that's not going to happen. No, totally God. Not. You want to go back to sleep? What? Do you want to go back to sleep in the middle of the night? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Ellie, yeah, she sleeps, uh, she eats at least once in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, she, so she eats about five times during the day. And so I'll feed her in the morning and then she has bottles when I'm at work. And then she eats once or twice before she goes down for the night. And then she'll wake up once. Um, and then every once in a while, depending on, you know, if something's going on. So I think lately she's been up maybe a little bit, her schedule's a little shifting because of teething. Absolutely. So. That brings up a really good point is that, and we'll get to you in a second, Jen, about what your routine is like. Um, but babies, I, I even noticed it in my own kiddos' um, baby book that, you know, three months, maybe they're waking up like once or twice a night, and then all of a sudden, like four or five months, and looking at they're waking up three times again. And that's also because they're neurologically, they're going through so many changes. You know, they're getting ready to start sitting up, they're getting ready to start feeding, um, eating solids, and things like that. And, um, and teething, throw that into the mix, forget about it. And so babies really they start waking up more often and they're also 
very aware if either you are in the room so then therefore oh mom's gonna comfort me or they're very aware that mom or dad isn't in the room and so they're gonna be like hello like I'm I'm here but I don't really know how to self-soothe yet and so can you come in and help me and so um, they just have a hard time kind of transitioning into the next sleep cycle because when they wake up they're like oh I no one's here so um, very very common for babies to really start reverting in their sleep habits right around four or five months which it sounds like you guys are kind of looking into um, but obviously it does get better. <laughs> Jen, how, what's your routine looking yeah, like? Yeah, actually, I was going to, I was going to repeat what you said. So <laughs> basically, uh, he, he was sleeping really well at the beginning and now he's waking up a little bit more often at night. Um, and I breastfeed him and he goes back to sleep. Um, I mean, he does sleep for a very long time. He sleeps for an, like an eight hour stint mm-hmm. and then he'll wake up, but then he'll wake up once, go back to sleep, wake up a second time mm-hmm. and then go back to sleep for just a short amount of time and then wake up for the day. Um, and, um, but it's, it's, it's still, it's still working very well considering that, um, our first, I felt like she never slept. So this one, I feel like he is sleeping, um, a good amount of time. Um, and then our routine during the day is sort of the same, um, in the sense that um, when I'm at work, um, it's it, I, I try to pump pretty regularly um, and um, and seem to have a routine. But when I'm when I'm just home with him, I kind of I'm not really sure what the routine is. I just sort of when he seems like he's ready, I feed him. Um, so I'm not I'm not staying consistent. I think, but it seems like there's a good three hours between feedings um, and sometimes longer. Sometimes yeah. it feels like four hours or more, um, but it doesn't feel like I'm breastfeeding him all the time. You know, I also notice I hear this a lot from my moms, and I even remember this as well, is that um, the milk kind of, the milk production kind of plateaus around four months. And then, and Sunny, you're shaking your head too, because I know that you've <laughs> experienced this as well. But right, the output kind of plateaus. And so then a lot of moms start feeling very insecure about what their milk supply is and um, and are they able to meet their baby's needs. And so, ha- Jen, you had started mentioning this, that you're feeling like your supply is maybe not as high as you would like it to be. So what's going on with that? Yeah, I think, and I I think I remember experiencing this with my, my first as well, which is that it's really Hi. difficult to pump at work. Um, I work in a job where I'm not just in one place all the time and I don't have my own office and um, and I actually work part-time. I work five hours in the office and then I get um, sort of remaining hours outside of the office. Um, and so because my work schedule is not so regular, um, I, I'm just having a really hard time remembering to pump, um, finding a place to pump. If I'm out at school sites, I, I try and pump in the car sometimes and sometimes at the school, but then sometimes... I I don't have time and it's because it starts to feel really stressful actually and there are times where I have meetings and the meeting is right during the time I would pump and so then I pump after the meeting but then I need to make sure that I get home and be and able to 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 feed him so I can't pump it's just like this I feel like it's this really stressful clock I'm managing and um and because of it, I feel like I'm actually not pumping enough at work. And so when I get home, the, usually the conversation is, so how much did he eat? Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm going, I know it's more than I pump. I know it's more than I pumped. Yeah, he ate about eight ounces. How much did you pump? About five. <laughs> so I, I, it's it, because of that, and it's Monday through Friday, um, I'm definitely in a pattern now where I don't pump as much as he eats. So it seems like on the weekends, I could probably be producing a bit more. Um at the same time, he seems satisfied. It doesn't seem like he's so hungry, but 
I don't know. I'm just at a point now where I'm feeling a little bit stressed about how much I'm producing and then as well as um, looking forward to it's not too much further till he'll have some solids and then it'll be okay again. So have you thought about pumping before you go to bed or maybe on the weekends? To How do you catch up those three ounces if he's taking eight and you're producing five? Well, at the beginning, I pumped a lot um, because I was producing so much at night. So you had a surplus. So I had the surplus. So we've 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 dove into the surplus there's there's still a little bit left yeah. but not a lot um so we're still covered um there's still milk in the freezer but um i haven't um started doing extra to make up for it and part of it too is i don't want to pump at night because i really want for that to slowly move out of the routine and sleep through the night and i don't want to be um engorged at night so so i'm kind of uh, I I haven't found a solution. You probably could pump before you go to bed, though, and it wouldn't cause you to be engorged. Mm -hmm. So just just a thought. Um, But we can we can obviously delve into that more as well. Um, Annie, how about you? You feeling like you're keeping up and how's your supply doing? Yeah, I had um, and I think I talked to you about it a little bit. I had a couple of days where I felt like I wasn't pumping. I had only pumped maybe one or two ounces and then the next time round at work, I, so I was planning to pump twice to, ma- to match when sh- she was eating at home. Um, and so maybe I had pumped enough for one bottle. Um, and so I freaked out over a course of a few days because I, same thing, I had meetings, I had somewhere I had to go, and I wasn't in. And I, I, it's just, it's very stressful. It's very stressful. So I just took a deep breath and I had a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and at work? No. <laughs> and then I just started pumping at night. So, and now I, if I, I, I don't stress about pumping twice at work if I don't feel like I have the time. Um, I pump the once, which right now is enough for one side or uh-huh. one bottle. Uh-huh. And then um, when I get home, she goes down, you know, between seven and eight. And so then I'll pump at 10 or 11. Okay. And then if it's not enough, I pump in the morning. <sighs> So that's exhausting. Yeah. Um, so now that I'm going to be back full time, I'm going to be pumping as much as I can. Um, I well, I think I'll be pumping twice. Okay. Just and because I think I'll, yeah. But it's still it's still a. I feel like I'm behind the ball, so I have to make up for it at other times during the day. Um, and then I just started putting more in the freezer again too, just so that I wouldn't feel like I was stressed out about it. Um, and it makes me feel nervous that I don't know how long I. How long is this going to, how long will I be able to do this? Yeah. Well, I think what, what Jen mentioned as well is that once solids start, I mean, granted, in the beginning, they're kind of just tasting it. They're getting a teaspoon here and there. But, but you know, right when you hit around eight months, they start actually taking a decent amount of solids. And it really can reduce the stress off of mom um, because baby's getting food in other ways. And then, you know, you could always add a pumping session on weekends, for example. So you're not going into work. So you're not going to be pumping there. So yeah. tossing in another pumping session um, rather than doing it, you know. I, I like the night one, to be honest. I find that that one, because babies tend to take their longest chunk of sleep in the, the first half of the night. So they may sleep from, you know, like 6 to 2 or 8 to 2. And then they wake up at 4 and 6 and stuff like that. So if you pump before you go to bed... Um, you know, you're still going to plenty of milk when they wake up. So that that can be a nice little trick. And then you can always do things like, you know, take herbs to support your milk supply. You can um, add green superfoods to your diet. So powder like that in your water. 
um, my acupuncturist swears by it. She takes a huge like liter of water. She puts a scoop of like a green powder that she got from one of the local grocery stores and puts it um, and she just drinks it all day. And so she knows that she's getting like vital nutrients um, and she doesn't have to think about what extra things she needs to add to her sandwich, for example. And so she finds that that really helps keep her supply up. And um, and I've had a lot of other moms who've said the same thing, too. So little things like that. And I think that was another comment I thought of was was making sure that what I'm eating is is the right foods and I feel like my schedule is so crazy that I'm I'm I started implementing the um, superfood just so that I, I put it in my cereal yeah. just so that I make sure that I you know in the morning um, that at least I have that absolutely but I it is that part of the equation is stressful to me too the eating the right thing yeah well we actually just had a great episode it's called losing weight and maintaining your milk supply but it's the same type of thing I mean just we had um, Leanne Webster who's a nutritionist um, come on here and talk about that so um, keep your ears posted for that one I'll tell you when it's up Um, Cherry how about you how are you feeling about your milk supply um, okay, the last time that I was here, I know I had just recently been going through this vicious cycle of like seeing my supply dip a little bit when I pumped and then feeling stressed and then the stress kind of feeding into the supply. And um, so I kind of took a deep breath and kind of tried to relax for a few days. I did some of those tips that you told me about doing some compression, um, totally found that it was helping. Oh, while you're pumping? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. To kind of like the last five minutes or so doing compression, doing some massage. And so it was helping a lot. Um, but I'll be honest, I haven't pumped or given her a bottle in about three weeks. <laughs> so, when are you going back yeah, to work? Yeah, um, soon. So okay. yeah, I would start. I'd start introducing. Yeah, that. I, I, I mean, I have I have a couple hundred ounces in the freezer, wow. but it's probably going to get to a point where it's going to. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> I'm sorry. You have two hundred ounces 200? in your freezer. Oh, I said a couple hundred. It's probably yeah, I probably have about 200. three three. 350 maybe in the freezer so yeah. <laughs> the looks on your faces are priceless right I'm pretty now. sure well, you're gonna be just fine <laughs> well yeah no I will the, the problem is that I know I need to start using that because otherwise we've we've gone into oh, one right. bottle one yeah. bottle once and um I know this it's in a deep freezer so I know it can last a little bit longer but up to I, 12 months yeah. okay yeah okay, but good. I know you had mentioned also Cherry that your work environment and finding the time to pump might yeah. be a little bit more stressful or yeah. you were ha- you were mentioning yeah. that it would be hard yeah. where I know yours is well actually not more stressful because you guys have a very stressful situation as well but so you've had time to kind of plan ahead just in case you're not able to pump as much as you well and the to. thing is I'm kind of in this weird place because I've I've met a couple of moms and some people had referred people that they knew to me because they you know they knew I had an oversupply and was I interested in donating because I had been interested in that and now I'm kind of having this feeling between am I being a little selfish but I kind of want to like hang on oh, to it because no, what, if there's, what if there's an issue and so I kind of feel like maybe what I'll do is as I start feeling like I've maybe had some milk in there for too long or maybe my freezer's full and I'm adding new then maybe I'll donate the old and you know keep keep it circulating so but what I did actually do was um, I actually got together with some new moms from my work recently and while I was with them I kind of picked their brains about what they're doing and what their schedule is and some of them had um, had given me some advice about you know putting it on their calendars a meeting a private meeting and then sticking to it and just never ever taking any meeting around that time which I know is a little easier said than than done but they actually book each pumping session for an hour so if a meeting runs 30 or 45 minutes late they're still Kelly (laughs) Kelly doesn't like me talking about going to meetings (laughs) (laughs) she's like you're never going to work yeah that's a that's a fantastic idea yeah so and I I I knew that I was going to do that but uh, some of those things are nice in theory and then it gets a little trickier but 
Um, I think if I just do that from the beginning and kind of set a standard and, and people know and kind of make it around lunchtime or things where it's not like, oh, I'm never available at nine in the morning. I'm sorry, sweetheart. Um, but so I'm feeling a little bit a, a little bit better about that. And um, also because I haven't gone back to work yet, Kelly will be a little bit older. And, um, you know, my, I live close by. So worst case scenario, she'll come visit for lunch and, and uh, I'll nurse her at work, which also sounds great, but I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. So if we do that, you know, even twice a week, that's two pumping sessions I get to skip. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, no, that's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. totally huge. That's great and then I get to see her for lunch. So <laughs> that'll be that'll be really great. So very cool. All right, we will be right back and when we do come back, um, Annie Jen and Cherry will be discussing their thoughts on introducing solid foods and how things have been going when they returned back to work. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, and we're back with Annie, Jen, and Cherry talking about breastfeeding their babies in their fifth month. And uh, so, ladies, since I know um, Jen and Annie, you're back to work, and Cherry, it sounds like you just had a great meeting with some of the ladies at your work. Um, what would be your favorite bit of advice that you could share with other moms who are about to go back to work? And I know, Cherry, you just mentioned kind of blocking off a time period um, where it's essentially a meeting time. And so you're not necessarily pumping for that hour, but just you are blocking off front front and end part of that so you actually have time to pump. Well, and I know, you know, I know what my work environment is like. I know everyone has, you know, very unique situations. But for me, my company, they like to have a lot of meetings, just a lot of meetings all the time. And it can be really hard to get anything done when you're constantly going from one conference room to another. And so I, my plan is sort of that, that those, you know, if I have two one-hour sessions on my calendar, even if I'm only pumping twice a day, that might be my email time. So as much as I'd love to think that I'm going to go sit in this, you know, health room that we have and dim the lights and sit back and pump and take like a 50-minute break, realistically, it's going to be more feasible, more productive if I'm taking my laptop and I sit down and I can finally respond to some emails and do some work. And I also think that it's going to be a little bit easier um, on my coworkers and on my boss, which even though I know the laws on my side to protect me, to give me these breaks, um, I feel like if I'm, you know, if I'm productive and people are seeing emails coming from me, they're not as likely to object and complain that I keep disappearing, especially if I decide that, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it maybe even three times a day. So my biggest concern is I've been speaking with a lot of working moms to kind of get advice and figure out how are you managing to pump so many times a day and so many moms have said well my supply has gone down so I don't need to pump as many times and in my head I think maybe your supply has gone down because you're not pumping so many times you know that oh well now I can go much longer and I only need to pump once a day before I used to do it you know three or four times and I'm just thinking I need to set myself up from the beginning to have a really good routine and a really good system even if I have to go in a little bit earlier to kind of make up for the time I'm away from my desk um, so that I don't find myself in that situation absolutely how about you Annie what what bit of advice would you have um, I felt that the as soon as I had a cover, right. I felt much more comfortable. Okay. Um, and I, it took just the first couple of weeks of getting used to pumping outside of home and just having this whole scenario happen. Um, so I would say that my advice would be to be patient and just let yourself go through that process because it is going to get better. And then um, set yourself up with some things ahead of time to give you the best outcome so to have a cover um and and I well the cover I think was probably the biggest deal yeah and then I do the same thing as I end up doing my emails while I'm 
And then also to let yourself have a sense of humor about all of it. <laughs> At least uh, one of my business partners makes sure that I have a sense of humor about it. So, um, in, in fact, this week I was, I usually close the door and so they know that that's what I'm doing. And I have it all covered and I'm doing email and, and um, the partner will remain nameless. <laughs> Jen's husband comes over <laughs> and goes, oh, darn it. Annie, I need you to go through some things with me. And I said, okay, well, let me, just give me a second. And so then I'm, you know, I'm still emailing. And then a few minutes later, I hear, Annie, pinch it off. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, you know, it's just. It's I'm waiting for them to walk by your office with like a photo of boobs and like just slap it up against the window <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> just because you work in a, a, such a hilarious environment. Like I know that probably sounds some offensive to some women maybe who are listening to this who are like, that's sexual harassment. But I mean, your no, office, they're the, brothers. The three of you are so yeah. funny. So, yeah. um, oh, that's too funny. How about you, Jen? Yeah, I have a, a similar work environment in which it's, I work with people that I really love and appreciate and also have a great sense of humor. So um, I literally am having meetings with um, my coworkers while I'm pumping. So I'm, I'm holding the, the pump um, and talking to them. And every once in a while, uh, one of them will look at me and say, really, do you think that I can't, that I can focus while you're pumping? <laughs> <laughs> so, but they're they're such a great they're such a great group of people. So I think having a sense of humor um, has really helped me. I d- I do not have a great schedule um, in terms of being able to really schedule um, my pumping sessions. I think that's a great idea. I think if you can set it up and it works for you, I would really highly recommend it. I, on the other hand, um, am just not able to. I'm only in the office for five hours. Um, I have to be really efficient. Um, I, I, of course, I work while I'm pumping. I don't even take a break, um, and um, and I, I move my my pumping sessions in wherever I can. Um, and a lot of times I can't. I have a conference for three hours. It's in the middle of the day. And before it, I've got to prep a whole bunch of stuff. I need to meet with a couple people. And then I need to get into that conference. And I'm leading it. So, you know. You can't sneak out to go pump. can't sneak out to go pump. And then I go, you know, and then at the end I pump. And it's just, it's, it is, that's what it is. And so mm-hmm. I'm just sort of trying to, um, one, be comfortable with what it is, um, and 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 um, and let myself be okay with the fact that if if it you know if I'm not producing enough or or if things don't um, sort of line up in terms of how much he's eating and how much I'm I'm pumping that it's all going to be okay and um, and th- some comfort um, I get from remembering um, my my daughter and remembering that I went through something similar with her and somehow it all worked out <laughs> and I don't remember how. I mean, and how long did you breastfeed Fiona? Seventeen months. Yeah, so it clearly ended up working out just fine. It worked out just fine. I do know that a big piece of it had to do with her going on solids eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there was a possibility that I had to actually use some formula a couple times. Um, I always had a backup for my um, my uh, mother-in-law just in case there wasn't enough in the freezer. There was formula. Um, and I feel like we did end up having to use it a couple times, but it wasn't a big deal and if if it it obviously isn't momentous enough that I remember it I don't don't remember if we used it or not so um so that's bringing me some comfort and I just it's harder than it seems yeah it's harder it's harder than it seems it's you you 
I mean, you project into it. Exactly. You project into it. I'm going to plan all these things. I'm going to make sure these things happen. And then you get into it and there's just all these variables you didn't account for. Um, You know, your boss has an extra meeting that day or, you know, or for some reason you've got guests coming in because you guys are doing interviews or, you know, there's just always all these variables and, and, um, and you just can't, I I can't control them all. So I just have to kind of go with the flow and just let it be and, Again, I'm only in the office for five hours, so it, it is a little bit less than people who are working eight, nine-hour schedules. So I kind of, even if I don't pump the entire time, somehow it'll work out. Absolutely. All right, ladies. Well, we actually didn't get to our solid foods topic, but now that I'm actually thinking about it, your kiddos are about, they're about a month to a month and a half off, so I think it'll be perfectly appropriate to table that conversation to um, to when we talk about you guys when um, when we come back at our in, an, in another couple episodes. So, um, ladies, as always, thank you so much for sharing your experiences breastfeeding your babies during their fifth month of life. Um, it's always a pleasure. And if you are one of our boob group club members, this interview isn't over for you as we have extended this interview just for you. If you would like to learn more about becoming a Boob Group Club member, please check out our website at theboobgroup.com. Here's a comment from one of our listeners. This is from Debbie Hansen. I recently listened to episode 25, Avoiding Booby Traps in the Hospital, and I found it very interesting as I had had a very different experience than apparently most women have. And until your show, I had not realized that this was the case. Here's some of what I experienced. Within 20 minutes after having a cesarean, the nurses initiated breastfeeding, making sure that my daughter was able to latch well. Every nurse I had day and night asked about feedings, watched me nurse, and gave me tips. I was visited by a lactation consultant every day I was in the hospital and was given their cell number to call with questions. When my daughter lost over 10% of her birth weight, they brought me a breast pump and taught me how to use it. When she still wasn't gaining, they offered me donor milk. And when I left the hospital, they gave me a prescription for a breast pump. Never once was the word formula spoken to me. In addition to this, it was assumed that my daughter would be in our room the entire time and they never questioned me when I had her sleep with me. They encouraged skin to skin and suggested against giving a bath until our second day there. All of this was provided without even a slight question or suggestion on my part. I felt that I was expected to breastfeed and that they were expected to help me be successful in that. I did not realize how special of an experience I had and hope that things will soon change and that more women will have the support I was given. Thank you for your show. I love to listen. In case you were interested, I delivered at Sacred Heart Medical Center at Riverbend in Springfield, Oregon. Sincerely, Debbie Hansen. Thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you'll visit our website, theboobgroup.com, and add your stories about breastfeeding your five-month-old in the comment section of this episode's page. Coming up next week, we'll be discussing how to not need a lactation consultant. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, because mothers know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, 
Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.